Marina Abramovich is naked in the shower, up on a platform in a gallery full of silent people gazing up at her. The only sound is the trickling of the water and the ticking of a metronome, placed on the floor next to the shower. Abramovich is dead still as the water rolls down her placid face. Her eyes are closed and her hands by her sides, palms facing forward in a gesture of saintly openness. A few minutes disappear, eulogized by the slow ticking of the metronome, which seems to be straining, lurching, and out of time. Then Abramovich screws up her face, drops her jaw heavily, and lets out a kind of silent scream. The force of her mute, airless projection seems palpable. After some time, she turns off the shower and begins to dry herself very slowly and with an attitude both robotically disinterested and indulgently auto-affectionate. Then, still naked, she sits on the toilet next to the shower and looks out at all the people sitting on the floor beneath her. After a few tick-tocks of the metronome, a new trickling sound begins. Easing the tangible embarrassment of the audience is the knowledge that Abramovich won't do anything other than pee. She hasn't eaten anything in 185 hours. It's late November 2002, the eighth day of a performance called The House with the Ocean View, and my first encounter with Abramovich. Abramovich is living and starving on full public display like this for 12 days in a New York gallery. She is not speaking though a wall text explaining the conditions of the performance says singing is possible but unpredictable. Abramovich will not read or write. She may drink large quantities of mineral water, shower three times a day, and sleep for no more than seven hours a day. The public is instructed to remain silent and, verbatim from Abramovich's idiosyncratic Serbo-English, establish energy dialogue with the artist. Abramovich's bathroom is one of three open-faced boxes attached to the back wall of the gallery like balconies, about six feet off the ground. There is also a living room with a table and a chair, and a bedroom with a bed and a sink. All the furniture is in warm wood tones and elegantly austere. The bed and the chair each have a large crystal set into the headrest, to deliver energy to Abramovich in the absence of food. Each of the balconies has a ladder leading down to the ground, except the rungs are knives with the blades turned feetward. She isn't going anywhere. Abramovich puts on plain white cotton trousers and shirt, steps across the small gap from the bathroom to the living room, and lowers herself into the chair, facing front. She settles and looks out at the audience again, which never stops looking at her. She stares at a telescope positioned near the entrance to the gallery, meant, with a knowing dash of absurdity, for people to inspect her even more closely. Through the telescope, Abramovich's skin looks yellow against the bright white walls. There is the glaze of unformed tears in her narrow, reddened eyes, but her face is a blank slate. She could be in a starvation-induced trance, aching for connection with or attention from the audience, or just insanely bored. After eight days of eating nothing and doing next to nothing, 
Abramovich looks like she's slowly dying up there. This is not an unfamiliar possibility for Abramovich. In the 1974 performance, Rhythm 5, she lost consciousness while lying inside the burning wooden frame of a five-pointed star, the symbol of the communist Yugoslavia she was born into in 1946. In Rhythm Zero in 1975, she had a loaded gun pushed to her neck by members of an audience in Naples who were instructed that they could do anything they wanted to her with any of the dozens of objects laid out on a table. For six hours, she remained determinedly passive no matter what the audience chose to do to her.